Welcome back to the Real Man Podcast, where we talk everything Brookwood football. My name's Dylan. I'm Jackson. I'm John. And I'm Brandon. And today we are talking about Brookwood's most recent game against Holt High School. This week was a very good week for Brookwood, not only with um the game, but all our preparation went into it. You know, Brookwood going into that game had a lot of emotions, a lot of controversy when it comes to the quarterback situation, but I really did think Kobe showed out. Yeah, I was one of the I was actually one of the attendees of the game and I saw I saw a lot from the from the team. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to ease Kobe into that like into that um, you know, QB1 role, trying to get him more touches, trying to get him to throw more. Um what I, more more what I noticed is the bell cow back that they started using. I mean, the first the the entire first drive was just pure runs. But um I do think whenever e, like whenever each quarterback went in, they did good for themselves. Like I think they're trying to ease the QBs into like a more confident role and then they want to try and take maybe a higher approach to throwing the ball. Yeah, Kobe on there. Kobe throughout that whole entire game did really when he would throw he he would throw pretty. He was pretty accurate some of the time. Most of the time, he only had a few that were um, incomplete, but that was mostly defensive throws. He only had one pick as well. He played very well for his first time, really starting and working with the system. And I mean, it, I was shocked. And plus, he got a lot of the O line gave him a lot of time in the pocket, which was really good and what was the main issue with Brookwood in the past and why we really couldn't pass it a lot. And as you said, I was another attendee of the game. And of course, the first drive was pure runs. Drive was pure runs. And so the fact that the, the O-line and Kobe was able to play as well as they did was a major step for forward for the team, considering how they did the pre- previous year. Brandon? Yeah, most definitely on that. Um, you know, I'm in the press box, and I, I watch every play. I can't really pinpoint one person who did poorly in that game. Everyone had an amazing game for at least us starting out, and that's going to give us a lot of motivation in going into this next week. I just don't want them to get it in their heads that they're not beatable. That yeah, right for there, sure. I think this game alone is going to be a real test for Brookwood as far as can we keep our can we keep a level head to continue moving forward and doing it in a certain way that makes us look good on and off the field and as an entire program, how can we let, how can this win affect us? Is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? Because West Blockton's a lot better of a football team than Holt is. For sure. I think it's going to get significantly better as the season goes on. Each part, each team is going to be better than the last one we played. No, you're right. I do think starting with a such a heavy win though is really nice for the confidence. Um and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna drive Brookwood a lot. I think we're gonna we're gonna go in having confidence in the game, not going in like, oh, we're just gonna lose anyways. There's not really reason to try, which has been an issue in the past. I've I've gone to you know, I've been on the sidelines and I've talked to people in the locker room, and they're like, dude, why do you even care? This game's just a loss. And I think this year, the fact that they, you know, maybe have that confidence that, oh, well, you know, we can like that. I think it's going to make them have more confidence in practice. going to have more confidence in the locker room. And they're going to go out there and they're going to compete in any, like, whatever game they play. Um, 
and you know, I I do think they've they started setting some fundamentals. That defense is absolutely killer. The O line couldn't keep up for whole. I mean, it was it was something just insane that they played. Even um, when they put in backups on the defense, I mean, exactly they up as well. I mean, like I said, there was not really any player I can really pinpoint who did poorly. Yeah, and a lot of people. As when I was at the game, a lot of people wanted to put a whole lot of the blame, you know, on the kicker because he did miss a few extra points in that game. Uh, but no, that wasn't... Time, if I'm not mistaken, he's a freshman. So well, not only that, that too. It's uh, the, the kicker. The kicker is Logan Reese. But yeah, I mean, kicker, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the kicker. It's kind of fair for him to miss a lot of the kicks because I mean, Brookwood never really used to be a high one extra point kicking team in the past. I mean, we'd mostly majority of the time would go for two. So this was the first year that he really got to take a lot of one point kicks right after touchdowns or even just three points if even when he had the chance. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, last year we had Austin Moore kicking yeah. and like he came in like mid season and Logan Reese just started. So of course he's gonna miss a couple, but he's definitely gonna get better throughout the season. Yeah. I think that that game is a real Wake up for him to realize how it's actually going to be, and going into practice on Monday, I think it's going to make things a lot easier for him. But I, all around, we did an amazing job. We really did. Now we we slacked up right there in the third quarter, and we picked it up right there again at the end of the fourth. But at the same time, that is the that is the most perfect way that I've seen Brookwood play football, at least in the first half standpoint, in a very long time. Yeah, one major thing that I noticed was, well, towards like the end of the second half and like you said at the beginning of the third quarter is Brookwood started to, over time, very commonly get fatigued and started to actually kind of – they were getting fatigued and Holt was starting to move the ball downfield and drive and get first downs. And that's one thing that I think could be a major factor for next for other games, especially tougher games, because in other tougher games you can't – just slack up and give like a down or two or a drive up. You can't give up anything. See, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't see that, Hayden. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think our. I think the fatigue was kind of non-existent in this game. I think a lot of players played through like you know the stamina. Last year we had a lot of subs like on offense, defense. It seemed like we were subbing every play. And this this game, I I saw like a way better, more conditioned team. I saw a very disciplined team. I if did I'm see not a very disappointing. We didn't get our first penalty until almost the end of the first half. Yeah. When in previous years, you know, holding on the offense, delay of game, just those constant mistakes that ruined us in the chance to win a game. Pi was we didn't another get one our that was big penalty. last year. Yeah, but we didn't get our, our first penalty in that game was not until almost halftime. I think and we ended the game with maybe three or four. But and they one, wasn't nothing really major. And one shocking you know. thing that I did notice about the penalties is Brookwood in the past would have problems with penalties is a lot. Most of the yes. time it'd be holding calls. There would be other things like that. And I don't really know the complete average, but I do know that in the past, Brookwood would just average way too many penalties that would cost them games. And I was shocked to come out and see Brookwood play with very little penalties that I've ever seen as in my four years that I was there. I mean, exactly. they came like, out very disciplined and played very well and not they barely got any penalties the whole game. Yeah, like, yeah, they, they played all around on all three stages of the ball. They if you remember at Jamison, they, um, 
it, we had a bunch of problems with holding. Like, even there, Brookwood had holding call after holding call after holding call. And we, the question going into the season was, are we going to continue to do that? And I'm glad they came out and just didn't do it as much or didn't do it at all. You know? One, a, one major thing that I noticed as well that I thought was really – it was really shocking, as a matter of fact, is the amount of less fumbles we had compared to the previous year. True. Most definitely. They they fixed the holding onto the ball. Like I said, though, in the third quarter, we kind of slacked it up just a little bit. But at the same time, we got to realize everybody's getting back in the rhythm of things. It's the first game of the year. This game alone is going to give us a lot of stuff to look at, positive and negative. Because, yes, it was a very pretty game, but there's still things to pinpoint from that game that needs to be fixed. I think exactly. West Blockton, we they played Shelby County last night. And they lost 14-7. to And Shelby County is a decent football team. So, I mean, we've got to be able to clean up those mistakes because I'm going to go ahead and tell you next week, it's a totally different football team. Totally well, you know, and I, I, think, I think year by year we really have been producing better and better football teams. I think this year's football team is better than last year's. I think last Most year's was better than the year before. But, yeah, we've got you know, I do, I do think if there's any one area we could pinpoint – I do think they really need to work more and more on the, the sub-ins. You know, we yeah. mentioned – you mentioned in the third and fourth quarter, it seems like it started to slow down. And I don't necessarily fatigue. I think that's mainly the the younger players maybe needing a little more work in there, right? And not to say they play bad because I really don't think they play bad. I do think, however, they made a lot more mistakes than the starters. I think the starters were way, way more disciplined than the than the backups, right? And, you know, I, I think the backup – we have a very good depth chart. I think the depth chart is very deep, and it goes very deep, and I think a lot of them can play in, like, a, a number one role. I Honestly, I think a lot of them can play in the number one role for our team. But it did seem like the it slowed down once they got in. You know, the, the starters got it to 51 to nothing – and then by the end of the game, it was 59-2. to two. You know, they only scored that seven points within the last two quarters. Um, but, you know, they, they still played good for, for what they had to do. I just think there's a lot more that could be desired there. You know what I mean? Now, like, moving on, um, I kind of do want to move on away from this because we kind of been on the subject and trying to move on to next week. Because West Lockton, like Brandon said, is a totally different ball game. We oh, go from facing a team like Holt, who is Denver hasn't been good in the recent years, to they a team had, that plays out of every I year. Think they had maybe twenty players, well, not twenty, but at least twenty-five, twenty-six players there last night. Like they did, they didn't really have a whole lot of people there. Exactly. West Blockton has like 80, 70 kids. They can swap a kid out if they want to, just on spot. You know, right. um, they've suffered some injuries this year too. I've heard about some West Blockton injuries that could could potentially play a factor. And not only that, they lost battles and Jackson champion last year. You know, they're starting quarterback and they're starting star running back. So we maybe that will help, but I do think I do think a lot about what we could do for next game to prepare is make sure that line's ready. I think, you know, our our game really starts up front. And you know, I thought that last year, but I think the line, you know, the line really makes a lot for our team. Um and if we if we continue to dominate up front, we're gonna be able to run the ball efficiently, which I do think needs to be done more. I think there's a lot more like bigger downfield plays that we can make, you know. Um, and I think the problem the problem is that we're bell cow bat like we're bell cow backing, 
but we're only getting three or four yards on a run, right? Um, yeah. And I think there has to be bigger plays downfield. We got We have to have the ability to make those big plays. And, you know, against West Blockton, I think our, our we're going to get severely more fatigued than we did against Holt. You know, Holt, I saw pancake after pancake after pancake. And I think with um Yum. with West Blockton, you're going to have to be so much more methodical about it. And if we if we're running 80 times a drive, everyone's going to be gassed. And then, you know, your starters on offense who also start defense is going to be tired too. My okay. biggest if we don't make those big defense. plays to get off the field, I think that's going to be – I think that's going to be the make or break. My biggest thing about the defense is I noticed once we hit third quarter and fourth quarter, Brookwood really struggled to finish in a play. Like, they wasn't ta- they were struggling to tackle. Don't, don't get me wrong. For it to have just been, just been one quarter that they had struggled with that, I'm not going to say I'm okay with it. But at the same time, they still competed for, for three other quarters – and was tackling. They've got to clean up a little bit more with that and learn to finish the play. As far as that one third, as far as that third quarter went, they got to learn to at least tackle a little bit more. Shelby County last year went five and five, okay, and they're one and zero this year after taking down West Blockton. So we what Shelby County? I'm not going to say they're up there with Hoover and Thompson, but they're definitely not as low as some of these. As they're not as low as Holt. And yeah, well, right. they beat West Blockton. So this ties into one West of my Bramblet lines with Brookwood. Um, one of my favorite Bramblet lines that I've heard is we actually look like a legit football team out there. We played well, and one thing that we need to do next week is keep the momentum, like y'all said earlier, keeping that momentum and keeping your head high instead of getting cocky and just celebrating early because we don't need to do that. We don't need to get on a high horse and then absolutely get torn up by West Blockton because they still have some players, even prime though they're missing a couple. They still have players. A prime example of that that I like to always consider is the North Jackson game of the previous year. When it comes to discipline, is North Jackson had made it to the playoffs. They I don't think they won. They lost the, uh, like the second round or something. But they but for us to come out there and have beat them, you know, obviously gave everyone you know, hey. We did. We did good. We beat a previous state uh, championship playoff team, and you know we did good. We beat them. But then, as you can tell, we went straight into this uh, game, regular season game against West Blockton, and the discipline just fell apart. Penalties were being called. Fumbles were going all over the place, and these players were not executing as well as they should have because of the discipline and their and their you know get letting the stuff get to their head and just. Instead of just playing the game and let the game decide who is actually better. Yeah. Well, you know, and another thing I'll mention that I think will be a big a big factor into um our success in the in next week. The players need to be able to control their emotions both positively and negatively. I think there's a lot of emotion that goes into rivalries. I mean, Holt and Holt and uh Brookwood have a very strong rivalry. And you almost notice throughout throughout the night the emotions start to build and build and build into anger. And you saw multiple times players would get in each other's faces. And, you know, I get it. You're confident. It's a, it's a game. You're kind of whooping them. But you have to be able to control that because as soon as a fight breaks out, that's 15 on both. You know, that's 15 on you. And that's going to drive us back so far. And that's going to ruin the drive, right? But I also feel like there, there's 
there are some players who tap into that emotion that I really, I really think need to. Someone like Ethan Reed, he gets very, you know, he gets very emotional about his games and he takes that anger and turns it into good plays. And I think if they can control the emotion and get the good balance between using the anger, but not acting, you know, not, not doing stupid things with the anger, going to make for big plays. And I think, you know, against our biggest rival, West Blockton, emotions are definitely going to drive the players. It's whether or not they can control them. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick. With a win against West Blockton this Friday, Brookwood will be 2-0 and for the first time since 2014. That right there alone, is an, that's enough motivation in my mind to actually stand a chance with Hueytown. You know, yep. Hueytown lost last night to a really good team. But Brookwood taking down two of their rivals and doing it in the way that they're supposed to and being 2-0 for the first time in such and such amount of time, in my opinion, that's a, that's a lot of motivation going into that game. And yeah, Brookwood yeah. can probably pull something off that a lot of people may think they cannot. Absolutely. Now imagine and to, and to if, already imagine have that. Next week. And we play as well as we did this week. Imagine we go in there and we just play in our own game and we play at a high level and we, we beat them. And that's going to be – it's just going to be great for Brookwood all around. And it's going to give them the momentum to go in next week and think, why won't we beat Huey Town? Because we well, can. Not, to, we not, not can. to mention, not to mention, you know – they're also going to have that first division win under their under their you know under the belt, and they're not going to have just the pressure of oh well we got three division games left we need to win all three to make playoffs. I think having an early division win feels nice because you can you can loosen your nerves a little bit. Not to say get overly confident, but you can loosen the nerves a little bit to be like all right we're not stressing about the final three games of the season where you know we got a whole season to get two more wins. And I think that's that's going to be a great benefit if we win next week as well. Most definitely. I think that's going to give us a lot of motivation because, you know, Blockton's had our number the past two years. And yeah, getting that sure. win against them, going into Hueytown, I don't know who they play next, but, um, you know, like I said, they lost last night, along with a lot of teams in our region. Um, I think there was only three teams out of the eight in our region who actually won last night. It was Hillcrest, Magadori, and Wellness. But as far as Hueytown goes, you know, they went to state last year and lost. Their next game is Clay Chalkville, the team that they lost to in state. So Hueytown yeah, could to? very easily go 0-2 heading into the game against us, and we could be 2-0. These next two teams are some strong, strong smack talkers too. Oh no, yeah, you know again that that just drives in the emotion. I think it's it's a tough it's a tough stretch here. It's going to be a tough stretch, but I think the players can prevail. I mean, a win against Blockton can get a nice nice feeling for going into Hueytown. Exactly, how especially they, if Hueytown loses to Clay Chalkwell, because like I said, that's the team they lost to in state. Hueytown just lost. Clay Chalkwell handled whoever they played. I don't remember who it was, but I know yeah. they handled them pretty well and they shut them out. So if, you know, Clay does what they're supposed to do and they beat Hueytown and we do what we're supposed to do, you know, that that's a lot of that's a lot of motivation going into that game. You know, I've said I've said, you know, Brookwood really does have the opportunity to upset some teams. Everyone kind of writes Brookwood out as, oh, well, you know, it's the Brookwood Panthers. What are they going to do against us? I've always said 
that if we're going to have an upset, maybe not necessarily Hueytown, but I've always said Hillcrest could be a possibility for an update. Definitely. Or update uh, for, uh, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? I forgot the word. I'm tripping out. But, I mean, like, yeah, I get it. You know, Hillcrest has always been, like, that team that just has been out of reach for Brookwood. They've always been, like, a little bit too good. But this year, I feel like, is our best chance to compete. We definitely will be able to. Like, last year, we had a chance. We were up 7 nothing at one point, 8 nothing, And then we fumbled that punt return that shifted the whole gear of the game. But if we can but just keep that momentum. Our special teams are insane. I think our special teams played great last night. I think that's another oh, thing. Yeah. I don't think people prepare for our special team like they should. I mean, yeah. I, I, all around last night, we looked like a genuine 6A football team. You know, I, I, I think the, so, too. We, we, limited the, we limited those turnovers, too, like you guys mentioned earlier. Imagine, um, um, what was it? Who was the, who do y'all think was the MVP of last night? That was what I was trying to get into. Who do y'all think was the best player? Out of the there's, there, there's a, there's so a lot of people you can mention here, really. I'm gonna go ahead and make everyone. my pick about this because I'm, I'm, I feel really strong about this just because the kid was able to run the ball, throw the ball. He did it with an absolute purpose. I mean, he did it so gracefully. It's like he knew what he was supposed to do. He went out there and he did it. Number three all day long, Jacob. Player the I think he. He did what he was supposed to do, and he did it at such a high level that it looked graceful. It looked beautiful. He, Like I said, he ran the ball in for touchdowns. He passed the ball, and he had some touchdowns. The kid did all around amazing. I think, hands down, number three. From what I, I heard, I was not at the game, but from what I heard, I think the best player in that game undoubtedly would be Ethan Reed. You know, yeah, the guy was, was playing saying. 100% of the snaps. From start to finish. Yeah, so that, that is something I'd like to mention. I, w- I will say, there's a lot of people you can mention who played well last night. I think Andrew House was great. He did a good job yeah, at good. you know covering a lot of field back and forth. Micah, uh, Micah Patton has taken a good step up for um, being a team leader. But I think you know if you really want to mention someone, Ethan Reed put his entire the his entire thing on the line last night, and he played he played a you know he played guard he played middle linebacker. He played every special team rep. A hundred percent of the reps went to Ethan Reed until we started subbing in players, which is, I think, an absolute accomplishment for a football player, Even high school or not. If you are playing one hundred percent of the snaps with no break time in between, you are something special. And you know what? He was okay. even making plays while doing it. It's not like he was just out there filling up space. He was making plays on defense. He forced some fumbles. You know, on on offense, he was pancaking with Will like it's nobody's business. And, you know, I think that you know first, he was making plays I on think special it was teams. That first drive, that first drive when we had two defenders running towards our running back, it may have been Jacob running the ball. I don't really remember though, because like I said, it was so early in the game. Will was able to knock two Holt defenders down with just himself. I mean, we have so much going for us right now. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you after that game. I feel really good going into West Blockton, but we've we've got to control. And one thing I wanted to bring up uh, about a lot that we talked about in the last uh, episode, the previous episode from for the game last yesterday, is we lost. Of course, Jackson brought this up. Is we lost a 
a decent amount of coaches that we had the previous year. And to see us come out and play with that new coaching staff, some new uh, O-line coach, new quarterback coach, and just a bunch of uh, new coaches that we lost the previous year, to see them come in and play the way they did under the new coaching staff really, to me, stands out because it shows how much Brookwood, the Brookwood players are willing to adjust to whatever they need to, depending on if it's the coaches that need them to do certain new things that the old coaches didn't want them to do. I mean, just for them to be able to adjust with the loss of the previous coaches and come in and play as well as they did under a new setup of some coaches is really outstanding to me and just shows a lot that this team can adjust to just when they need to be. Well, Brookwood has never really had consistent coaches. We've always lost a bunch of coaches every single year. But, yeah, again, I still do think that's really impressive. I do think that starting off the year as hard as we did is already really good. Again, last year we didn't – I got we didn't someone not that long ago. The only way in my mind that Brookwood could show me that they are better than the team than last year is picking up where we left off last year. You know, we beat Oak Grove and I think it was a 69-14 to 14 ball game. Was. And I always said that, in my mind, a great motivation going into this year would be to start it off like we finished it last year. And yeah, they did sure. that. Just keep building. And Absolutely. I saw it in Jemison when we won 34-6 to after just two weeks of practice. We still looked good then. I mean, obviously, there was still a lot of stuff to work on. But at the same time, we saw it in the spring game. We saw it at the, at the Meet the Panthers, and then we seen it again last night. This team's consistent. They just got to get it in their heads that, you know what, let's change something around here. Exactly. Brookwood yeah. um, hasn't had a winning football season since 1999. I just want to say this. I'm going to tell you right now, this is just how I feel. If, this is the, if there's going to be a year that Brookwood can turn things around, it could start with this year right here. I just want to say this right Very now, much so. just because I want to get this out of the way, and then Dylan can say what he needs to. Um, this is building off last string. Kobe proved me so wrong, and I am so happy he did it. You know, I've I've seen him grow. That seeing the growth that he's had from the ninth grade year all the way up is shocking. Just in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. From major I also do think that the, that our defense was a big factor in him not playing as well. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Our yeah, defense was definitely our defense disrupting. And another thing, we were missing our one of our star players last night, and we still played it dominant in the trenches. Mason Dickinson was out. Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't playing. And we were still getting sack after sack after sack. And fumble, fumble, fumble. It was, it was I just I heard a so many new guys' names last night. And it wasn't one person consistently. It was exactly. number 10 on defense. I know he had a lot of tackles. Some of them were back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Um, trying to think of numbers and names. But there were so many kids that was named last night on both sides of the ball. Everybody competed. Everyone challenged themselves. There was tip balls in the air. We'd pick them off. We had a pick six off a tip ball in that game. I saw some grit, some heart, some purpose. 
And I'm right, hoping and praying that this transfers into this next game because I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. All right. Well, let me let me let me ask you all something. And this kind of this kind of builds off of what Jackson said. What do y'all think the the key to the you know the season is? Like, what what do you think they really really need to build off of? And I have my answer, and it goes off of what Jackson said. You know, he's mentioning how he he thinks Kobe proved him wrong and how Kobe like you know. Has taken a step up, and I do think he's taken a step up. I think both quarterbacks have taken a step up from what you know they were last year or the year before. However, I think the key to becoming better on on this year is that they need to keep expanding their playbook. To have the bell cow back is going to severely gas everyone if they do not find some you know some confidence in the quarterbacks and give them more opportunities to make big plays. I think it's gonna it's gonna result in you know, some bad stuff. I think they just need to keep expanding their playbook and keep expanding on what they think their players can do. And I agree with that because as Kobe proved, he has the capability to make plays when he, when needed. I mean, he proved it last night with a couple of deep throws down the middle and he proved that he's willing to do it. It just comes in. And I agree. They need to kind of adjust and make the uh, playbook a little bigger. My comment on that is, as we also have to realize, this was week one. You don't want to throw everything out there for everybody to see. You got to keep some stuff under routes. I promise you they got it taken care of. That coaching staff, like we said, for them to be brand new, and that's just the first game, I'm, I promise you right now they're prepared. I think we All got right. that under control. My you know what? Is, stay, is keeping your emotions. Train yourself that – we're not going to do what these past teams did going into the game. Oh, we're going to lose this. I think if we can control ourselves and look, we can be a genuine team that could make playoffs this year. If we look at it like that, I think that could be a huge key to this season instead of going into a game, oh, we're going to lose this. I think I if we build off last night and keep ourselves motivated and play like we did last night, I think this could be a, a really good year for Brookwood football. I did have a different uh, opinion at first, and then just Dylan took it away with the way he explained it. it it's it's just some. It was just on point with what we need to do and how we need to do it. And I don't think anything. I think that we're. I think we're pretty pretty much ready. I and think there's a couple things we need to fix, but I don't think that there's a lot that does besides expanding the playbook. Mine, I agree with, is that needs that I think kind of just you know goes follows off of Brandon, is that we just need to keep our head up high. Like don't yes. like let don't don't, don't overthink down. things. Don't don't get down. Don't overthink things. Don't think you're better than the other team. Just keep your head up high and play and play in the moment. Just play, play with in the class. Moment. Don't exactly. get cocky. Play with some class. Go into the game. Do it old style. Shake their hand in the beginning of the game. Go out there, kick them to the dirt, pick them up, dust them off, and do it again. Well, that right there um, to me is an outstanding football team who can do something like that. And I'm going to tell you, I saw it a lot last night. I didn't see the cockiness that we did have last year. Granted, it, when we was winning in some of those big games, you know, they kind of let it get to them a little bit. This year, I didn't really see it. And that's a huge improvement in my eyes that makes us look like a, a very disciplined football team. We're almost 
So we're almost out of time here when it comes to the podcast. Um, does do any of y'all have any closing remarks or comments? No, I ain't got no. any. I'm just hoping that they take this momentum and really drive it. Just try Brandon? and you know keep getting better each week. Most definitely. All right, guys. Thank you for all for listening to the Real Men Podcast. I'm Jackson. That was Dylan. Yeah, Hayden and Frank. I don't know who was next. Um, Yeah, it's fine. Um, We'll see y'all later.